and welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest Courtney from the Strictly series. I'm Jordan and with me today as usual is my lovely co-host David. Say hi David. Hi David. David? Did you not hear me? I whispered it. I, I didn't hear you. Maybe at all. my voice was just too high pitched. Oh, I don't think that's how it works at all, David, but uh Listen, we live in a society, Jordan. Yeah, I guess it sounds like it was just a little bit too low-fi. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I might want to be pretty high-fi to talk about hi-fi cluster, because <laughs> fuck, man, oh man, why do we do this podcast? Oh my god, for this, this is why we do the podcast. <laughs> Jordan, then why don't you tell the lovely audience about this, like, who made this series and all the blah blah blah. Alright, so this series was made by Goto Ipe, and the run dates were between September 13th, 2014 to January 26th, 2015 for 21 chapters and three volumes, which, uh, you know what, man, uh, not quite the U19 club, but um kind of surprised it made it two extra chapters. I know, right? <laughs> well, isn't a volume usually like seven, so I think that's why 21 is, ah, uh, fuck it, who cares? I guess this series at least wanted to get old enough to drink before it died. I actually don't know what the drinking is. The drinking age 21 in Japan? I feel like it's some weird number. I have no idea. It might even be like 25 Let or me something. Check. I... Legal adult age is 20. Oh, so yeah, this, this enjoyed an extra year of drinking. Victory lap. Yeah, yeah, victory lap for the series. God. All right. <laughs> but Jordan, why don't you tell us, though, what happened in the first chapter with your wonderful plot summary? I honestly could not follow what the fuck was going on for some of this, so thank you for doing that. I did my best. <laughs> okay, so the year is 2045, and Tokyo has become revolutionized by the emergence of ability labels, which are barcode stickers that give the users superpowers with the side effect of looking like a jackass with a sticker on your cheek. Pay to Jugojo, pay to Juggalo, lacks the ability. Pay as you go. Lacks the ability to use abilities as well as apparently the ability to drive. So while delivering pizza on a moped he runs into a dude in a black suit with like a big dumb looking sword and a robot hand because he's really cool the guy helps Peta up and takes his pizza as recompense while Peta gets a text from a girl who doesn't know where he is the guy in the suit jokes that she's his girlfriend and man i hope you like that joke because that's literally 25 percent of the fucking dialogue in this chapter god the guy just outright asks Peta if he knows where the black market for labels is and Peta Peter gets anxious when suddenly some bullies walk over. One of them activates his ball control ability to, <laughs> to kick Peter's helmet really high, which he definitely needed an ability to do. That's not the only time you'll see in this first chapter. Like, why the fuck did you need a special power to do this? God, seriously. But the guy in black does like something that makes it okay. When Nano, the girl that's not Peter's girlfriend shows up and the guy in black says she's his girlfriend and Peter gets upset and goes back to his boss, who is like the most obviously evil looking guy that you have ever seen in your life. Oh, it's not subtle. It's not subtle. He looks like a fucking demon in like a baseball cap and he's got like barcodes all over him. So that's a cool aesthetic, I guess. The guy was like, oh man, barcodes look cool. Let's make everything barcodes there is some very nice barcode art though there's a subreddit where it's like barcode art and i was unaware of how many products actually have like barcode art like some of them are like made in new york city and the new york city skyline is the barcode or like they'll have it as yeah. a cow that's a much better idea than this entire first chapter of the manga oh there are a few ideas that are way better than anything this chapter does 
It's literally just a barcode pattern on things. He does nothing with barcodes at all. But anyway, you remember that how the guy in black said he was looking for an ability sticker black market? Well, joke's on PETA, because apparently he works for one. They gave him a rare hi-fi sticker, and it attaches to him and won't come off. Oh, no! <laughs> Popcorn David. Oh, thank you, Jordan. Also, I just realized, what if the cover art is hi-fi cluster beats to listen to, and it's him as the lo-fi beats girl? <laughs> That's got to laugh at you. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that idea based on your response. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Okay, okay. It's not, it's not bad. <laughs> All right, anyway. Nano and the guy in black are hanging out for some reason, and he jokes about her being his girlfriend again. Nano doesn't understand why Peter can't deal with essentially being left out of society, and the guy in black jokes that she's his girlfriend. She gets a text from Peter, and she goes to find him when she's ambushed. It was a trap! Ah! I'm sure Dylan is going to insert that sound effect that you're expecting. Removed by the Disney Corporation by Peter's boss, who's pissed at him for getting the sticker stuck. They're saved by the man in black, who finally reveals his name, because I guess no one asked until now. Anyway, it's Kosaku Kandera, and he's a cop with SEAL Team 6. <laughs> he jokes that Nano is Peter's girlfriend. Peter reveals he's too much of a beta to ask her out. Kosaku says that everyone is capable of love and bravery, which is the chapter title. Kosaku says that all cops are heroes, because it's opposite day, and the bad guys activate their abilities to fire guns, because you need a magic ability to shoot a gun. Why did they even, they were just like, activate all your abilities, and then they just shoot. And it's like, you don't, you, you didn't add any power to the bullets or anything, like. <laughs> Kosaku uses his sword to non-lethally deflect the bullets back somehow. A bullet to being <laughs> deflected has killed a lot of people, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's still a piece of metal going extremely fast. The implication is almost like he hit the bullets and then they became rubber bullets. Like, right? that's, that's what it feels like. <laughs> Kosaku says he has a hi-fi sticker which connects to the hi-fi cluster title drop to get the power of a samurai that used a really long sword and could cut super fast fast enough to cut bullets which is physically impossible I think Mythbusters tested that fast enough that uh, he can use his sword without like ever drawing it Yep, and then the big boss remembers the basics of CQC and I'm a little disappointed that Jordan didn't call him big boss and takes Nano hostage well, David, who taught Big Boss C the basics of CQC? The boss. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. But Peter tackles him because <laughs> apparently that's something you can do without a sticker. Yeah. And <laughs> the boss gets in a car <laughs> to run into them when Kosaku takes out his sword, which is actually a long nightstick and smashes the car. Nano went to the hospital because she twisted her ankle. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Peter and Kosaku <laughs> talk and Kosaku says he's the member of Special Unit 6, which has five people in it before arresting Peter for getting the cool sticker on his hand. I also want to say Jordan clearly thinks it's a problem. There's only five people, but that's how numbers of organizations work. No, I know. I just thought it was. I, I thought it was funny. It was like, God. <laughs> no, I. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, you know how SEAL Team Six is like. There's no SEAL teams one through five. They just name it that to trick people into thinking there's a SEAL team one through five. So, Jordan, though, what were your first impressions? Why even use the fucking barcodes if you're not going to do anything? Like, all they do is stick them on them. Why are the barcodes even there? Like, they're just stickers. It's not like you put them on and you scan the barcode and you get anything. It's just like a completely useless, like, additional thing that looks cool. Completely useless. And <laughs> I, I love how, like, the geniuses that it connects to. It's like, like, Gandhi is there. Like, oh, man. What, are we going to nuke someone? <laughs> oh, the sheer fighting power of Gandhi. There's more than fighting for the clusters. I mean, literally, there was a driving one. Yeah. I wish more cops used the Gandhi sticker, actually. They don't, though. 
I feel like this series I'm going to recommend Record of Ragnarok because I'm like, oh, you want to see historical figures fighting in really cool ways? Just read that because it circumvents the problem of, I mean, it's like one of my guesses as a preview is I feel they're never going to explain how do they have data on someone who lived 500 years ago? Yeah, there's a couple faces on there where like I really wish I was able to more easily uh, to more accurately identify them because like some of them just look like random old guys. That's just history, man. Yeah, I guess history is just a bunch of random old guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, just ugh. like even Reckoner Ragnarok has such a sh- insanely strong Japanese and European bias. It's really disappointing. Yeah, I don't think there's a single woman in that uh, group of geniuses that they show. No, <laughs> you literally could have shown like Marie Curie, who's probably the most famous female scientist. I would have let you go with Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah been like they got one whatever you know yeah no they can't even do that jesus come on i also appreciate this series ripped off cyberpunk before cyberpunk came out so oh is keanu reeves in this yeah he does show up (laughs) whoa i didn't notice him he's such a good actor wow the main character picks up a samurai sword and has keanu reeve (laughs) high five (laughs) yeah john wick dude the john wick sticker the john wicker man yeah, though also, I have to say, the art is actually respectable. If the no, art was worse, I would have assumed a high schooler just made this entire thing. No, the art is not, no. You can say the artwork is bad, but you can't tell me that this is way above what a high schooler would draw. It's better than Beast Children. I'll give it that. Yeah, this is not uh, hard. It's, it's not hard, but hey, man, it's possible that it could have not cleared that. You know, it's theoretically possible. But this reminded me of, like, what if Tokyo Shinobi Squad didn't even have good art? Right? I mean, this just is so similar to Tokyo Shinobi Squad. It's weird. It is. Even just the way that we we first meet the really cool guy and he's just getting food in the exact same way that Jim Naruto's getting it in the first chapter of Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Yeah, I'm going to assume any Shonen Jump series set in the near future is probably racist to some degree. Yeah. Because we're now two for two for there just being randomly racist cyberpunk Shonen Jump manga. Is there racism in this? There probably will be. You're right. I don't think there was racism in this chapter. I just assume that's one of my guesses. You know, I I made the guess about they're never going to explain how they got historical data. New guess on the table. This series is going to be racist somehow. I mean, it's it's an extremely pro cop. So right off the bat, I see why you made that mistake. Yeah. And I just remember how Cop and Dolphin was like, let's not be as copaganda. Yeah. And that was a great series, actually. Yeah, that wound up being really good. Uh, But like the thing about, (laughs) oh my God, the fucking stickers that they choose. I put in the thing about uh, remembering the basics of CQC because somebody, two people actually put in, put on the CQC sticker. It is not just once, it is twice. Why do you need special training to hold a teenage girl hostage with a knife? Why do you need special training to shoot a gun? That's not even CQC. Well, you do need training to shoot a gun. Yeah, but you don't need CQC training to shoot a gun. They didn't activate CQC for that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. When it first showed up and there was like, uh, you know, all the bad guys standing around there and it's like, everybody put on your stickers. And he wanted to put on CQC and they took out a fucking gun and shot it. Like, that's the opposite of CQC. It's close quarters. Bullet, less travel (laughs) distance, so it's more bullet. Close bullet combat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. CBC. CBC. (laughs) <laughs> Snake, do you remember the principle? I don't know why he's a really gruff voice for a woman. Snake, do you remember the principles of CBC? He goes, yeah, and then the boss shoots him. <laughs> Snake, do you remember the principles of gun? Yeah. And then Snake Snake uh, was recovering and eating. He goes, what is this, some sort of snake eater? Oh, sh- uh, yeah, whatever. Um- <laughs> also, 
Just because you have the muscle memory of special abilities doesn't change your physical body composition. How was he able to smash through a car just because he had a magic thing? It doesn't matter if you have the muscle memory for it. You're not physically strong enough to be able to do that. That's true. It's not like they're gaining like the muscle mass of their like uh, the person that they're using. Uh, they're gaining their intelligence. You know, I also feel like this is like weirdly a ripoff of Shaman King. I can see that, actually. That's a good call. You know, just like putting on the hi-fi stickers or whatever is very similar to like the integrate thing, you know? It, it's mm -hmm. like Shaman King with My Hero Academia. I need to finish Shaman King. I never did. I stopped at a certain point because I didn't know how to look up uh, manga translations in the early 2000s. So I was basically a slave uh, to uh, whatever Shonen Jump was printing when I bought it. Poor baby. Aw, poor baby. Why don't you go read that instead of another 10 chapters of this? Because I think we're in agreement. Because Shaman King, I uh, have a lot of stats for it. It's kind of mid. I don't know if it's like product of its time, but I was like, why am I reading this? I could be yeah. reading fucking rereading <laughs> Chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I, not I, fair to any series. No. I started reading Witch Watch more, though. Isn't Witch it so good? It's so good. Yeah. Witch Watch, greatest manga shitpost of all time. Did you get to that chapter yet? I haven't. Honestly, the shitpost chapter is why I was I wanted to read it again. Bunch of cowards, though, that they put a disclaimer up. Uh, yeah. But people were still confused. So I was like, fuck me. They were right to do so. It is. But at the same time, I kind of feel like just let them be confused. Like, I get why they wouldn't do that because, you know, they are a business and shit. Like, you know, Shonen Jump and shit made that decision. I get it. Yeah, but like... yeah. Anyway, so Jordan, though. So we are both in agreement we would not read 10 more chapters of this piece of shit. So why don't you tell me, though, what do you think that will happen next? So I think that PETA has the power to get all the powers and he, ha he has the one sticker to rule them all. Mm-hmm. Kosaku's boss is going to be like a nice old man who trusts PETA for some reason. Everyone's like, whoa, that boss is so crazy. I can't believe he lets you. But the boss is like, oh, I see something in that boy, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And my last guess is she becomes his girlfriend. And listeners, I'm going to put on my Maxi B sticker and try and make a British British style <laughs> joke and say, oh, no. Yes. Everyone has made the pedophile joke. You are not clever for thinking of that. <laughs> what about the people for ethical treatment of animals joke? then they shouldn't be reading this because there's nothing ethical about having to read this shit series. No. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, thanks for asking about my guesses. Yeah, what are your guesses, David? By the way, I'm pretty sure your first guess is explicitly said in the first chapter, so we're going to see. He has the power to get all the powers? Well, I thought that was the point of what his thing was, is that it just, well, maybe I'm wrong, so we'll see. I don't think either of us should be judged for not understanding things in this fucking chapter. Like, the panel-to-panel -panel continuity is just trash. Just absolute garbage. Like I said, I struggle to follow what the fuck was going on. Yeah. But anyway, my guess is Peter loses his abilities in the end and accepts he's just bad at some things and good at some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Despite his stickers, he still can't drive. And they'll probably make a joke that might actually be funny, but we'll see. No. But she's like, you have all these powers and you still can't fucking drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd give it a mild chuckle, right? I don't trust this author to pull that joke off. I don't either. That's what quality writing would do, is I have obviously like, fucking tooting my own horn. My last guess is this series will be racist somehow. Somehow. I'm going to guess they're going to make some sort of implication about black people have magical special abilities athletically. That's a good old chestnut when it comes to manga racism. The only reason why that might not work is because a lot of series just don't have black people. They just don't even have them in there. Like, yeah, I would guess we're going to see some shit about immigrants, though. Oh, that's true, too. But I feel like maybe yeah. he'll use like a Mike Tyson sticker or something. Yeah. I mean, I will. I guarantee you if there is a black person in this, it's going to be racist. That's true. Yes. David, what's your power word? Bar. Because it's all about the bars and <laughs> I need a drink after reading this. <laughs>
Yeah, hit the bar. <laughs> this guy, you got bars. Yeah, everyone should bar reading this. Uh, yeah. All right, how about you, Jordan? Discount. This is just like a fucking discount manga in like every way. Right? This is not good. This is trash. <laughs> Alright, but you know what's not trash, Jordan? What? Are some fantastic questions we have from our listeners. So just oh, to recap, God. you can submit a question in the Show and Flop Discord. We have a special channel just for it. That is open to everyone, patron or not. But as a note, patrons are given priority along with people that haven't had a question answered in a while or have never asked us a question before. So let's dive into it. Ozzy Rat, who just joined the chat, so they mustn't know we were going to answer one of their questions. Ozzy Rat, so thank you for being a fantastic human being and running movie nights. Oh, absolutely. Ozzy Rat, thank you so much. It was so much fun watching uh, Thief and the Cobbler with you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, it's a shame you couldn't be there, David. I was at a wedding. Yeah. Well, you got recognized. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Congratulations. Yeah, so, listener, I literally met, like, this weeb at the wedding it was my, at, who was put at my table for obvious reasons, and we were talking about it, and he's like, wait a second, Shonen Flop. He's like, it sounds familiar. And I was like, let me guess, you watch Mother's Basement? He's like, oh, fuck, you were the podcast he talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I dabbed. It was great. You should have, as you should have. I was actually talking to him about Witch Watch today. Fuck yeah. So he's a cool guy. So anyway, from Aussie Rat, disregarding any real world limitations, where in the world would you like to vacation the most? Hmm. I'm not sure what it means by discard because I feel like, Jordan, any place you'd really want to vacation is probably a country you can go to without a lot of hassle. The first thing I thought of was like these drawings of the ancient hanging gardens of Babylon, which, you know, probably didn't exist in reality, but like they look really fucking cool. So like, I don't know, that'd be cool. Oh, OK. I figured we would both just say Japan because they're a bunch of weebs. Nah. Because as you're at, as my interpretation is, they're saying right now, Jordan, if you had like five thousand dollars to go on a vacation, where would you go? Oh, New Zealand. Like 90% sure I'm going to do my honeymoon in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go hang out with Tim Bat. I wonder actually if he'd be down. Go to Middle Earth. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Jordan says New Zealand. I would also say New Zealand as well, actually thinking about it. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? How'd you, how could you not want to go there? Yeah, I just forgot because I already got plans. I want to go back to Japan. Like, damn, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, you've already been to Japan, though. I have, and I'll fucking go again. Okay, if you fucking say so. All right, Any fine. damn time. Okay, fine. Next question. The Laughing Fool. Excluding Fujimoto, who would you rank in your top three genius mangaka? Uh, Tagashi, Araki, and Mira. Not Oda or... Not for uh, me. What about Toriyama? No. Toriyama <laughs> literally invented the entire structure of the modern action shonen. Yeah, and then um, invented the concept of writing a manga as you go week by week. I think that was pretty common at the time. It's real obvious with Toriyama. Look, I love Toriyama. And also, David, I just feel like Tagashi, Araki, and Mira are on another level from Toriyama. It's not even like shitting on Toriyama. I'm going to say someone that I don't think anyone's expecting. I'm going to say Urasawa. He did 20th Century Boys, Pluto, Monster. Oh, cool. Definitely one of the best writers. Pluto, is that the, uh, like, the Astro Boy? Yeah. I feel like he's very Alan Moore style, where he's like, I'm going to take a kid's thing and make, like, a like an adult story based on a kid's property, which was really cool. Because you can see Alan Moore doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, honestly, if I had read more of it, I might have added Gona Guy in there, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you didn't say, uh, fuck, why am I spacing his name? We just read you. Oh, yeah. Fucking, oh, oh my God, Ito. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, Ito's fantastic. It's just I haven't been obsessed with his works in the way that like I have with the other ones. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. You know, this is all personal tastes. 
Also, probably the dude who made Witch Watch is probably the one of the most consistent writers in Shonen Jump because this was his third major series. What were his first two? He, um, fuck, he did. I was about to say High Fly Boys, but that's not it. <laughs> High Fly <five> Boys, <laughs> Skeet Dance, and um, Astro Lost in Space, both which had anime adaptions. Oh, cool. I've, yeah, I've never heard of them. He's one of the few people that's had three really, really good series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a third one? I think they only gave two. Jordan. Yeah. Which watch? Oh, right. I'm su- I forgot that Oda was there. What? No. Oh, I thought you were saying asking if that offer what three series he had No, done. I was asking what your third genius oh, mangaka fucking, was. Oh, I'm going to say uh, Tagashi Toriyama and the, the guy who wrote Monster, whose name I already forgot because I'm a piece of shit. I'm shocked that you didn't put Oda there. I think Oda's... I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, think, I'm doing it for the culture, man. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get Tagashi's out. Oda's in. Fuck it. I love One Piece. Look, look, for you, that makes sense, is all I'm saying. Next up, we have from T. Wolfwood. What is your favorite NPC from a video game? Did you add the U in there because you're doing uh, the British thing? Oh, yeah. There's a U in that word because T. Wolfwood is Canadian. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, (laughs) I like how our American spell check sees it as wrong. Uh, Yeah. yeah, By the the way, the best NPC from any video game is Sonic Man from Sonic 06, who, for reference, is just a dude who's Sonic's biggest fan and wears a Sonic hat. And yet when Sonic the Hedgehog walks up to him, he refuses to believe that it's Sonic, even though how could you confuse anybody for sonic that is pretty great my unironic answer is hk47 from the old republic who was like the og antisocial robot normie choice and not the original antisocial robot that is marvin oh you're right all right it's been a long day and i haven't had <laughs> dinner yet because someone needed us to change what time we recorded yeah yeah what the hell who was that huh <laughs> anyway from <laughs> acting like acting like you didn't change the day that we recorded yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> from Ginet, which character from a flop series would you like to have as a roommate and which would absolutely hate to have as a roommate i know my hate i think jim naruto would not do any chores and he would just constantly be having his girlfriend over and having really annoying loud sex with her and on purpose maybe but also i kind of feel like jim naruto might be the best roommate ever because he's just so cool and so good at literally everything and just like how you can say you don't have to pay your electric bills well, that too. That too. Yeah, just like the best guy, the best person you could ever possibly meet. So maybe him just because the mangaka is so bad that he wrote him to be like the best and coolest person ever. Mm-hmm. But the one I would never want to have is Heidi from fucking Hungry Joker. What a dick. I fucking ugh. Heidi was a huge asshole. So who would you want as a roommate? Honestly, maybe uh, Dora from Dororo, Dorororon, whatever. <laughs> That's fair. He's a nice guy. Hey, man. <laughs> Got a little pet you can hang out with, you know? Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. I also was going to say maybe uh, Orpheus. You know he's going to keep your house spotless. He'll always pay rent. He won't be too loud. And he won't be home that much either. Yeah, no, I totally see that. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> All right. Thank, that was a really fun question. Thank you, Janet. So next question is from ZZ Digital. Which of you would win in a fight? Uh, I'm pretty sure Jordan could take me. He's like six inches taller than me. Yeah, but I also don't work out like ever and David goes to the gym. That really doesn't make as much of a difference as you would think. Oh, OK. Well, then, yeah, probably. <laughs> it does work, but just physically being substantially larger than someone really tips the scales. It's also that neither of us can fight. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. It would not be a exciting battle. Neither <laughs> of us would do anything. Yes. We'd probably just trip and fall on each other and start crying. Exactly. All right. But thank you, everyone who submitted their questions. Jordan, it's shout out time. You ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. 
So I want to say thank you for editing the chibi and being a great co-host. And thank you for also editing the chibi and the main episode. And also, and also, David, being a great co-host. You're welcome. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on their site as they become available. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider becoming a patron. We have two very awesome pieces of patron content coming out this month. Jordan and I are going to be reviewing Witch Watch, as we alluded to. And we have a very cool thing where Jordan and I are going to talk about what would our rosters be for the Shonen Jump fighting game. Along oh, with yes. that, you can listen to that episode help us pick what manga we're going to cover next and my internal gratitude mine too and on that note i'm going to read off some of our wonderful patrons Starting off with our Chainsaw Man patron, I want to give a thank you to Ozzy Rat, because I'm not going to read that full name you gave. Sorry, Ozzy Rat. We are in a hurry. Next up, Dolphin Dad, T. Wolfwood. Thank you so much for everything you do. Moving on down to the King of the Forest, we got Albie, Cram, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Marty, Rachel, my wonderful girlfriend. She is in Canada right now. I just put a fruit tart in the fridge for her. Scarlet Mirbordin, T, The Real Jory, Trevor Schechner. And then moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation, we have Blah Moo Moo, Brian Sexton, BS, Dolphin, Dylan Kreider, Eric's Al Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Hunter, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Scott, Shingo Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, Simping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, and I forgot. My adorable Rachel story to talk about is yesterday I got frozen yogurt and I dropped it right in front of my house and I told Rachel, who is in Canada, and then she Venmoed me $10 and said, buy yourself more ice cream. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. She's a real sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's almost it's almost like she's your uh, she's your girlfriend or something. I know. Not for yeah. long. Wink. Oh, oh, man. Dave, I'm so sorry. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I will make ex-girlfriend jokes all the time. And it's going to be yeah. super annoying. Anyway, yeah. Jordan, uh, besides hating on my girlfriend, is there anything else you want to talk about? Check out my Instagram page, Jordan Forbes Art. Please like stuff there. Um, you know, the Denji drawings have slowed down as life ramps up, but please uh, check it out. I got a lot of cool oil paintings on there. You know, check them out, man. Send me money. Please love me. <laughs> I love you. By the way, by the way, OZ Rat's name was You Remind Me of My Pinky Toe. Sooner or later, I'm going to bang you on a table. Nice, nice. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Hi-Fi Cluster featuring Courtney from the Strictly series. And with that, this has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah, bye. Bye.